1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, Don't you know that your body is a temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit? And, and I don't mind saying this. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I yield to you. I need some help today. I yield to you as my counselor, as my comforter, as my helper, as my advocate, as my intercessor, as my strengthener. And, and no longer are you on standby today because I yield to you. You are listening to the Harvest Church Podcast. Here at Harvest, we love God, love people, and live with purpose. Our services are on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, let's listen in to a message by Pastor Joe Coyne. Good morning, everybody. Tell the person next to you, you look good for your age. It's so, I'm so glad to see you and worship with you today. And uh, we, we truly count it an honor that you would choose Harvest Church to worship with this morning. Or if you're checking out churches, by all means, we sure would love to have a shot. There's no place like home. God leads us and guides us and directs us to the place in the body of Christ where he sets us. And that's where we get fed. That's where we develop. That's where we learn to fulfill our purpose. All year long, we've been, gosh, it's June, half, almost half year gone. Wow. So we're emphasizing in 2023, we're living the lifestyle of honor. How many of you would say, you know what, I, I, I recognize more than ever before when I'm walking in honor and when I'm not walking in honor? Yeah. How do we know that? Just follow our heart? Because God doesn't do things dishonorably. Malachi 1.6 is our theme scripture for this year. A couple scriptures I lead into what we're saying God said, isn't it true if I'm your father um, that I should be honored? Isn't it true if I was your supervisor or your boss or your master, shouldn't I have your respect? Boy, I tell you what, if anybody has our respect, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. When we honor God and His Word as as the final authority in our life, we live life at its best. When we veer from the Word of God, we will walk into a substandard life. It honors God when we place His Word above what the world's saying. We're going to go with what God says. Just like those Bereans in Acts 17, they were more honorable than those in Thessalonica this was evident. How, how could you tell they were more honorable? Well, with great eagerness, they accepted the word. I wonder if we could just come into our services and lean in with some more eagerness. Revelation talks to us about how, you know, the, the, the church in Ephesus were doing a good job, and there's many different positive things they were doing, but they left their first love. Did they walk away from God? Uh, not necessarily. But they, they, they veered from or backed off of the love they had for God at the beginning. How many remember when you first received the Lord 
and you came into these things, and maybe this type of church was new to you, or, or, or you know, and, and, but you're like, man, I can't wait to get to service. <laughs> I just can't wait. I want to hear the word. I want to assemble with other brothers and sisters in Christ, and I want to learn. I want to grow. Man, I need to get into a small group where I can do life with good people going in the same direction. I don't know if you know that or not, but hanging around the right people is massive, life-altering. Please hear me. But I want to be with my old friends. Well, I mean, you can be with your old friends with a purpose. And then, then as if they come along or not, we've got to continue to move on because we've got to watch this. We've got to avoid the even appearance of evil. You know, and then we, we talk about Romans 14, that when we're in wrong places, maybe, you know, or, or just we could even be witnessing in, in, in dark places. But I wonder if a church member that was a baby Christian came on into that same place, just by the fact that we were there, it was as if we condoned that environment so a younger Christian might go back into alcoholism. Wow. You know, it's just good to be like Jesus. We have to watch people, places, and things that would try to draw us away from God. So one, one reason also, another reason that the Bereans were more noble than those in Thess- Thessalonica is, is, is that they examined the Scriptures each day. Oh, my goodness. I tell you what, if you'll examine the Scripture every day, you're, you're just going to, without you even knowing it, you're, you're become more like Jesus. God's going to begin to manifest in your life your giftings, uh, and God's going to just begin to light on you with the grace of your purpose, and you're going to serve you way to your destiny. And it, when you walk with God, all of a sudden, you're going to realize, all that stuff I did in my past, I'm not that anymore. We're just not that anymore. But the thing about that is you're not because if you receive Jesus, we talked about that. Jesus said, you must be born again. Wow, it would become a new creation. Today is the next few weeks we're talking about also that Jesus said, not only you must be born again, but he said, you must wait for the promise of the Father. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're saved, you're born again, you're God's new creation. And at this point, whether you feel like it or not, we walk by faith and not by sight. When you truly mean business with God and you receive Him with your heart, it's at this point that the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of your born-again spirit. Jesus promised this. He said, you know what, after I die, after I rise from the dead, I'm going to ascend into heaven then God's going to send back to earth the Holy Spirit to not just be with you, but to be in you. Now, what does the Scripture say about this? Let's see what the Word of God… Can you imagine God? God lives on the inside of us by the Holy Spirit. Who is He? What can He do? You know, I just sometimes I'll just remember being under uh, Kenneth e. Hagen, and he said, you know what, we've got to get used to yielding to the bigger one on the inside. 
John 16, 7 says, Jesus said, however, I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say it's profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you, that I go away. Why? Because if I do not go away, the comforter, talking about the Holy Spirit, think about who's on the inside of you. The comforter is on the inside of you. The counselor is on the inside of you. Help is on the inside of you. A lawyer, attorney, to help you win that case is on the inside of you. An intercessor that'll help you pray for things you don't even know what to pray for as you ought. He'll, he'll lead you to pray the Word, and He'll lead you to pray in the Spirit is on the inside of you. The strengthener. Can anybody say, you know, I need some more strength these days. What's going on? And yet on the inside of us, we had all the strength that we need, but we didn't yield to Him. So we stress. So we get overly tired. I'm not saying natural rest is not important. It is. It is. But you could sleep all week. But if you're not resting in your spirit, you're still tired. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Say, thank God for the Father. Or you can say it like this. Thank God for my Father. Thank God for Jesus. And thank God for the Holy Spirit. Who lives in me. <laughs> he said, you know, the strengthener is only inside of us. The standby. You know, the word says in Psalm and other places in the Bible that, that angels hearken unto the voice of the word of God. In other words, they, they hearken unto what they hear being spoken uh, by us to act on it, to help bring it to pass. You know, I just sort of see this. You know, there's sometimes... Our angels are like, I can help you in this. Speak the word. I'll light on it. I'll help it to come to pass. Of course, God watches over his word to perform it. But what about the Holy Spirit, who's also called a standby? He is a gentleman. When I see people barge into the things of God or, or, or barge in heavily with the word, that's not a gentleman. That's not a lady. I'm not saying that someone up here would, would not be bold, but we need to be loving while we speak the word. Jesus, or the word said, speak the truth in love. You know, I, I heard my wife and I were talking about this the other day. I put a leadership quote on uh, our Southeast region website. It says, the best communicators are those that get to the very bottom of the bookshelf where everyone can understand. So let's go the, on a little bit of a journey today. What does the Scripture say about all these things? We've been giving you Scripture after Scripture after Scripture. Jesus as a person can only be in one place. That's why it's advantageous that Jesus went to the Father and sent the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us every day. He's in us every day. Every day. I don't mind telling you that I said, God, I need some more strength this morning. Father God, I ask you to strengthen me with your might by your spirit on the inside of me, Ephesians 3. And I expect to walk in his strength and his quickening power. And 
God's living on the inside of you. Is he, are you engaging him in daily life or is he on standby still? 1 Corinthians 3.16 tells us, do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church at Corinth or the whole church at Harvest, are God's temple, his sanctuary, and that God's spirit has his permanent dwelling in you? And that his spirit has his permanent dwelling on the inside of you. When God said he dwells on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you. How? Permanently. To be at home with you. To be in you. Collectively as, as a church and what else? And also individually. You can't tell me you came in here today and you didn't sense the Holy Spirit presence upon praise and worship. There was something engaging more than a good singer. It's time for the Holy Spirit to grab, grab the attention of people and, and speak that word in season and remove burdens, destroy yokes. And guess what? We're going to defer to Him. Because the Holy Spirit's just a little bit smarter than me. That was a joke. The message translation says it like this. You realize, don't you, that you are the temple of God and God himself is present in you. God himself is present in you. And no one will get by with vandalizing God's temple. It matters what we do in this body. Where we go, person, place, thing. What we do, what we're feeding ourselves, what we're, you know, again... Uh, you've heard my testimony before. I was a workaholic. And I started bringing, it wasn't the devil's fault. I, you know, I started bringing harm on my body and my chemicals. And boy, it, it took me a journey to recalibrate my abuse on God's temple. Me and my body and my mind. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, Don't you know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit? I don't mind telling you, there's times, and my wife and I get our prayer times done when we don't even know we're getting our prayer times done. Just this way we do. And, and I don't mind saying this. Good morning, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Good morning. I yield to you. I need some help today. I yield to you as my counselor, as my comforter, as my helper, as my advocate, as my intercessor, as my strengthener, and, and no longer are you on standby today because I yield to you. I wonder if we would do that as business people and just see what God on your business could do. And, and parents, see what God on you can help you to become the very best parent for your unique child or children. Any role that you have, God can help you do it better. And you know, yeah, we, we, one of the things we need to do is God, not only am I yielding to you, Holy Spirit, but God, I ask you for wisdom today. Your wisdom. Because when we yield to God's wisdom, we, we consider in advance 
the outcome of that decision before we make it. <laughs> Anybody want to say ouch hallelujah or something? Your body is a temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, whom you have received as a gift from God. You're not your own. You were bought with a price. You've been purchased with the preciousness and paid for and made his own. So then, honor God. See that word again? Honor God. God And bring glory to him in your body. 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 16. Come on, (laughs) church, friends, harvest. Are you getting this? Say with me, God's in me. Because the word says it. God's with me. Because the word says. And God's going to see me through. Because the word says. 2 Corinthians 6, 16 says, what agreement can there be between the temple of God and idols? If we can be comfortable in our pre-born again environments, if we can be comfortable there, there's got to be something wrong. Because the Word of God says there's a difference between light and there's a difference between darkness. Light and darkness can't fellowship. I don't care how dark this room gets. I, I could just put my phone on with its little light, and, and it, it'll lighten up darkness. There's a lot of times we don't have to, uh, you know, say, devil, get out of here. A lot of times you just speak the word, light be, and darkness leaves. The entrance of God's words give what? And it gives under, understanding to the simple. What agreement can there be between a temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God, even as God said, I will dwell in them, and I will be with them, and I will be among them, and I will walk in them, and I will be with and among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Come on, somebody. We're not just in here having a nice little talk this morning. God is on the inside of us, and God, by the corporate anointing, because we are assembling, is here to bring answers to those things you've been looking for, you know, to bring help for for those areas that, that, that have been very hard. God is on the inside of me. That's a pretty good thought right there. Again, say, God's in me. What is God? Well, he's love. So if God's in you, and also the love of God's been shed abroad in the Holy, by the Holy Spirit, God's love helps us love in a way that the world cannot. So if I'm yielded to the love of God shed abroad in my heart, one of the fruit of the Spirit, then I'm developing in Christ-like attributes representing him. But then also love's in us. God, by the Holy Spirit, dwells in us. Any step out of the love of God, you are going to feel an upset stomach. Your conscience is going to bother you. But all you have to do is say, oh, God, I missed it. And if it included a person, I'm going to get it right exactly the way I got it wrong. If I got it wrong in front of a group, I'm going to get that group back together and get it right. Say, oh, no, I love just my walk with me and God. Father, forgive me. I receive forgiveness from you now. But you messed up the room. Right. 
And it doesn't demean you or cause you to lower in people's eyes. It shows people that, you know what, we miss it sometimes. Didn't mean to. But popped goes the flesh. So I'm not no weasel, I'll tell you that. All right, so God is in us. And if God is in us, let's take a look at this. Listen, God's infinite. He's on the inside of you. He's self-existing, without origin. Origin. That, that's what makes God, God. God is immutable. Immutable. I'm, I'm messing up words this morning. What does it mean for God to be immutable? He never changes. And God on the inside of us that we yield to will become, we might have been as, as shaky as a bowl of uh, jello. Thank you. Exactly. But somehow, because the immutable one, the God that never changes, helps us become more like Jesus, and you're even, you're even shocked that you're consistent now. Because the immutable one lives on the inside of you. As we yield to him, we're going to become more like him. I want to say this again. It is critical mass who you hang out with. When I first came to God, and I really meant all my heart to God, and I did go back to family members. I did go back to those who I just used to run with. Not with the purpose of just entering into that negative fellowship or stuff they're doing, but I so desperately wanted them to come along this path that absolutely revolutionized my life. But when you reach back, don't go alone. Bring someone with you. And bring purpose with you. And stop pacifying them by getting off your path to get on their path, their miserable path. I'm going to reach back. But those who do not want to come this way, I want to just be a light and a good influence. Whereas maybe in my past, I was not a light, and I used my influence in a wrong way. God is all-sufficient. He has no needs. Now, I've heard people um, receive offerings today, or not today, but so often where it says, God doesn't need your money. He has all his needs met. But no. Tithing and giving is necessary to support the church and the Great Commission. So God does need your money. We can't do what we do just by faith. That's a faith chair there. You got to pay for that chair. I mean, all the different things that we enjoy here at Harvest came with a price. And God does not rain money out of heaven. God uses people just like you and me. Okay, if you're a guest here today, just just pardon me. Does anybody love Harvest Church? Well, then, all right, yes, all that hands. Then, then, Then you supporting financially means you want Harvest to stay and get stronger and build legacy. And our kids take this thing further. Be a city on a hill, salt and light. 
This church will always represent God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We always have those standards, and God's Word is our standard. We're going with God on every matter. Uh, there's other pastors that we know that turn their churches over to someone that takes it in the wrong direction. No, sir. How could I have a church without preaching the word of faith, without preaching God the Father and His role in my life, without preaching God the Son and the role the Son's, the Word has in my life, and God, how, without preaching the Holy Spirit, second to the Word, and we're talking about now God within, but we're going to speak about God upon us soon where God comes upon us to help us fulfill our purpose and empower us through life, not just to go witnessing, but you're a witness wherever you go. He's omnipotent, the all-powerful one's on the inside of you, the self-existent one without origins on the inside of you. He never changes. He has no needs in heaven is what that was meaning. But we're his body here on this earth. He's all-powerful. He's omniscient. The omniscient one is on the inside of you. The one that knows it all is on the inside of you. I'm telling you what, you, you can just be yielded to the Holy Spirit in a business meeting. And all of a sudden, a thought or a wisdom comes from the Holy Spirit that actually solves the problem. We can operate in a business uh, not just with our mind and our wisdom. We're a carrier. We are a carrier of God wherever we go because He dwells in us by the Holy Spirit. There are times I say, God, how am I doing as a pastor? I need to be evaluated as a son, as a father, as, excuse me, as a husband, leader. And the longer God works with you through, through process, you know, those things that you used to want to do because the Word of God's so being fed in your life, all of a sudden, the Word sanctifies you. It, it, the Word separates that thing from you. The Word, the power of the Word, the power of the Word, the power of the Holy Spirit helps us. He's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's on the inside of me and on the inside of you that are born again, on the inside of all you viewing online that have Jesus as your Savior and Lord. But there's a distinction between God within us, God upon us, and God amongst us. There are things happening this morning that you're hearing and you're experiencing that's going to equip you for the next challenge. It's going to help you give answers where you had none. God said, don't forsake the assembling because there's a lot of stuff. You need to be encouraged. You need to be confronted with the anointing that removes burden, destroys yokes. You need to be in community where people know you. You have good and better friends to move forward and do life together, the positive side and the negative side. Folks, all of us, God is expecting all of us to fulfill his purpose for our life. And all of us do that in one fashion or another in, in the church.
God is wise. He has unchanging wisdom. You've heard me say this before. There's no 2.0 Word of God. You don't have to update that version. It's forever settled. His Word is flawless. You can't change it. You can't perfect it. God is faithful. Have anybody ever, ever experienced God's faithfulness? Oh, my God. He's always there. God is good. And all the time. You guys have helped me preach this morning. I like it. God is just. He's infinitely, unchangeably right and perfect in everything He does and says. God's merciful. I want to say, can I hear Come on, somebody. Come on, raise your hands. Being merciful to me. Probably was this morning. Right? He, merciful, he, <laughs> he was merciful to me on the way. My, my flesh popped. You know, you know, you're going through your neighborhood and you say, man, their, their grass is ugly. And the house and their front door is neon blue. What the heck? I'm getting ready to preach. Oh, God, have mercy on me. Forgive me. I'm going to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of my flesh. He's compassionate. He's gracious. What does that mean? God is infinitely inclined to spare the guilty. Why do we want to judge someone else when we did stuff worse that God canceled by the blood of Jesus? Don't judge what someone else is going through thinking you can get through it better. You better just watch your own test. Study for your own test. It's not their test. But we're going to pass the test. Come on, somebody say, God the Father. Where is he? In heaven, but he dwells in us by the Holy Spirit. Where's God the Son? Because again, he has a physical, a glorified physical body. He's at the right hand. He's the Word. But he dwells in us by the Holy Spirit. Where's the Holy Spirit? Are you going to yield to him more? I'm going to yield to him more. Think about what you're doing and think about you doing that with God when Jesus showed up in his glorified body. He said, hey, let me have some of that. Oops. Hey, so, so think about God. He's only inside of us. Where are we carrying him? You know, if he, if he showed up where you were, what would that look like? Do you think you might leave that environment maybe? Do you think? I'm not just trying to be judgmental here by God. It, but it's by the power of the Word and the power of the Holy Spirit that we overcome all that negative stuff. And then we come out from amongst them. We tried to win them with purpose. We brought someone else because you don't want to go someplace alone because the enemy could peel you off and isolate you. And if it was a major temptation in your life, the enemy's going to tempt you over and over. He's going to shame you in 
to getting back on your own old path in the name of testimony and witness. My wife don't travel. My wife and I don't travel alone. What do you mean? Well, learn that from Billy Graham, also Bishop Pash and Pastor Hagen. One of the reasons why Billy Graham was such a man of integrity, he'd have whoever he's traveling with go into that room, that hotel room first. Because there's been times when someone went into that hotel room, they, they, they put a prostitute in there. They had cameras all around trying to set him up and breach his integrity. And you know how the media machine works? Here's an innocent man, and someone set him up doing something that he wasn't. I mean, it appeared he was doing something that he was not doing. God's gracious. God's loving. God's holy. God's glorious. He's infinitely beyond being beautiful and great. There's so, many more, so much more the Word of God says about who He is and what He can do. And, but I believe I heard enough to say, my goodness, thank God. Oh, God, I thank you. You're in me. Uh, I thank you, and I worship you, Father. You're sitting on the throne in heaven, and I worship you, Jesus. Thank you for you being the Word that was sent here to heal us and deliver us and save us and, you know, all the things you've done. And Holy Spirit, thank you for representing God the Father and God the Son and dwelling on the inside of me because I can face anything with God. And with people that are around me that are filled with that same, same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Can we all just say thank God for God the Father. Thank God for God the Son. Thank God for God the Holy Spirit. You know what? I just feel like saying this. And if you'll just say it along with me, maybe it's right with you. But Holy Spirit, forgive me for grieving you. And not yielding to you as much as I needed to. Thank you. I'm going to start leaning to the bigger one on the inside of me more. There's not a person anywhere who can be a Christian without the Holy Spirit. There's no person who can follow Christ without the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit sees everything that goes on. He knows what's going on in our hearts. He knows what's going on in our mind. Nothing is hidden from Him. And in Hebrews 9.14, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is eternal. Yeah, there's a little bit of holiness in this house today. There's a little bit of the spirit, the fear of the Lord that needs to be in manifestation a little bit more. With God on the inside of us, we shouldn't just do or say anything. Just to give someone a piece of your mind and you have a your First Amendment right to just speak whatever you want to. Well, in the world's kingdom, that might be acceptable. But in the kingdom of God, we've got a king. We live in the kingdom. And there are ways of doing and being right in that kingdom that is either right or it's wrong. And God's ways are different than our ways. 
We need to yield to him in the spirit of our mind, and all of a sudden, with the help of the word and the spirit, and good people around us, good leaders over us, we evolve. We, we, you know, our spirit's perfect because we receive, a, you know, the Holy, excuse me, our spirit, we are a spirit, becomes new. Then the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of us. But now we got the mind and the body to deal with. That's not born again yet. Are you getting the clue that God lives on the inside of my recreated spirit, so I need to walk in the spirit, so I don't fulfill the lust of my flesh? Renew my mind on the truth. A few more scriptures says, Galatians 4, 6 says, And because you really are his sons, God has sent the Holy Spirit and daughters and, and spirit of his son into our hearts where we cry out, Father, Father. That is such a healing word to me because I miss my dad. I do miss, I miss my dad. He's in heaven. Now, in heaven, because they're dealing with God time, where, where a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years a day, there's really no concept of time in the spirit, that my dad's up there with some of your loved ones, and they, they just feel like they've only been there a minute, but they've been there 10 years. So when I say that we're going to see our loved ones shortly, <laughs> no matter how long we live in this earth... 1 John 2, 26, I want, I want you to hear this. It says, these remarks of mine about the Antichrist are pointed out those who would dearly love to blindfold you and to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you, in your hearts, so that you don't even need anyone to teach you what is right. You're saying, so does that mean I don't need you, Pastor Coyne, to teach my life? Wait a minute. If you get the right context, it's talking about if there's a ministry gift, five-fold ministry gift, pastor, uh, what is it, the apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. When, when someone's teaching you and they're yielded to the Holy Spirit, God is ministering through them to you. He's your teacher through a teacher or through a pastor. You must assemble to hear these words today. Is there anybody here today saying, man, it's been profitable to be in church today? Thank you for those three hands. I'm really not asking for applause. I'm just saying that we need to hear this stuff. Then all of a sudden we, we see that problem that was a mountain with God's help, he's going to help you bring it down to its size. There's those that would like to blindfold you so you go astray, but the Holy Spirit's on the inside of you. He teaches you all things, and he is the truth. He's not a liar. So just as he said, you must live in Christ, never to depart from him. And now, my little children, stay in happy fellowship with the Lord so that when he comes, you'll be sure all is well and will not have to be ashamed or shrink back from the meeting because Jesus is coming again. God, through the person of the Holy Spirit, Wants to come into close fellowship with you and help you every day. Our final scripture for today is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. 
says, he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you. I'm not in any way going to give you up. I'm not in any way going to leave you without support. I will not. I will not. I will not. When God says things three times, and it's impossible for God to lie, when you're in faith about whatever situation you're believing, he's being faithful right now to bring it to pass. Right now. I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, nor relax my hold on you, or sure do not. So we can take comfort. Oh, my goodness. We can take, anybody going to take some comfort of the Holy Spirit today? So we can take comfort and be encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? The scripture says, if God be for you, say with me, I thank God, God the Father. I thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Who lives on the inside of me. And I'm going to yield to the greater one. Who's been there all the time. In Jesus name let's pray. Father thank you for your word today. And I've been stirred up. Been stirred up. To yield to you more. Been stirred up. With the knowledge that you're in me with me and for me and stirred up that without your power in any area of my life or any purpose or any, any, any role I play without the assistance of the Holy Spirit I will come up short thank you for your Holy Spirit and Father I pray for all of those in attendance here this morning online my wife and I agreed and we, we pray this consistently God spring up with wells of salvation. Wells denotes that it supplies a person with the refreshing water. It's really, it's really a picture of being born again where the well springs up into everlasting life and where the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you for your personal devotion, for your personal walk, for you yielding to Him to every area of your life. God is with you. God is in you. God is for you. He's going to see you through. And what's happening right now is God's drawing you to Jesus. If you're not sure whether you're saved or not, but you've got a strong drawing in your heart that you knew received Jesus today. Come on, this is an eternal question I'm getting ready to ask, and I want to encourage you and challenge you, be on the right side of eternity. There is a heaven to gain. There is a hell to shun. Will you receive the truth today? Will you receive Jesus as the, the only way, truth, and life? No one can come to the Father except through Him. Will you receive Him today? If you need to, I'm going to pray a general prayer, and if you fit that category and you say, Pastor Coyne, would you include me in this prayer? Come on, boldly just raise your hand right now. Just right now, just lift up your hand. Say, you know what? Thank you. Just lift up your hand and say, ah, oh, I'm ready. Thank you. Just waiting for anyone else that you just...
for some reason you're holding your hand down but you know what let God hold your hand up he's drawing you he's drawing you pray this prayer out loud with me say it with me God I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me for my wages of death because of my sin Jesus I need you as my savior I know you were raised from the dead I ask you to become my savior today I receive you in my heart in my spirit thank you for causing me to be born again and according to the word Holy Spirit lives in me now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We honor you in your presence here today. We praise you and we give you all the glory for all that you've done, all that you're going to do, and all that you will do in the days to come. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. If this message was a blessing to you, make sure to share with your friends and leave a review. For more information about who we are and where we're located, check out our website at harvestdustriad.com.